Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Together, together, together. Uh, with you, uh, I am Rohila. Glenn Rocks here. And your man, Kyle Reed. So something funny that, that comes across all the time is I meet people and, you know, you exchange business cards and so forth. I always give them the business card to the GYST podcast. They're like, oh, this is cool. And they say the, the full name. And they're like, how'd you come up with this? I was like, well, I don't really cuss and stuff like that and I have to explain it to them. And I'm like, but listen in on our podcast because at the beginning, like, I'll do the intro and then the other guys chime in. And you tell people that. Yeah. It's just <laughs> kind of funny. Uh so, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is going to be about excuses. Everything from understanding excuses, identifying them, analyzing them. And what we did was we did an exercise. And this happened to me personally yesterday. And, and I'll kick it off with, with kind of how that came about. I wanted to go to the gym. I legit wanted to go to the gym. And it's been a long time since I've been. And the voices crept in on, you know, you don't really want to go. You don't want, you know, wouldn't you rather stay home? All that negative self-talk kicked in. And what I did was I wrote down 10 reasons why I didn't want to go to the gym. And I'm, and I'm going to read those to you. But I forced myself to come up with 10 different things on why I didn't want to go to the gym. And truly at the heart, why I wasn't going. And so I'm going to read these real quick. One, I and again, these are legit reasons and, and thoughts and excuses that were going through my head. You can explain each one or you're just going to read them off? I'm just going to read them off. Yeah. Okay. One, and, and maybe if it something needs a yeah, little Yeah, maybe add a little context to them so, you're, so it's, you're not just going off a list and people are like, wait, what? Okay. Uh, so number one, I don't know what to wear. You know, do I wear shorts? Do I wear pants? It's raining outside. If I bring pants, then I got to bring a gym bag. Then I need to get a locker. Where's my lock? Like, what do I wear? Do I put my gym clothes on now or do I do it when I get there? Yeah. Uh, two, what exercises will I do? So I go to Planet Fitness and they've got their their 30-minute uh, fitness stuff you could do. You could do some cardio stuff, some weight stuff. I don't know. I don't really have a plan. What am I going to do once I get there? Three, how long do I have to stay in order to justify the trip? And this is something that, that really, I think, speaks to the heart of me. The gym is probably about 20 minutes away from me. So oh, wow. 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, about 10 minutes to get ready, about 10 minutes to get set up over there. That's about an hour. And then how long do I need to stay in order to justify this trip? I can't just go there for 15 minutes, sit in the massage chairs, and then take off. you got to get a closer gym. Yeah. <laughs> Sit in a massage chair. <laughs> so, yeah. So, how long do I need to stay? Four, I've already showered for the day. I don't want to go to the gym, have to shower again. Five, I'll start a new routine tomorrow. So, again, just going back to, I don't really know what I'm doing today, but I'll study tonight and I'll make a plan to go tomorrow. Six, what music or podcasts will I listen to when I'm at the gym? Seven, I don't really know what I'm doing. Eight, should I record a YouTube video about this indecision? Uh, so for those of you who do follow me on YouTube, 
Um, I've started to do a new series where I'm just talking out loud. And what, you know, just there's there's no script, there's there's nothing. It's just me talking out loud. And this would have been a perfect idea for that. Uh, nine, we're, again, this was yesterday. So I said to myself, you know, we're recording the podcast tomorrow. I don't want to be sore. <laughs> and then lastly, number 10, I'm hungry. Now, the reason why I want to share this list with you is once you write down a list, that list speaks to you. And for me, it was... How ridiculous is this? I know I need to go to the gym. It's something we talk about all the time. It's a huge part of my seminar events is health. And I recognize my health is not where I want it to be. Here is a perfect option for me to go. And I'm listing things like I've already showered for the day. <laughs> and so once I wrote these down. That's your obstacle. Yeah, I, I realized how ridiculous these are. And now all of a sudden, that takes the power away from this, from from these excuses. So now, next time I want to go to the gym, if I read these, I'm going to be like, you know what? No, enough of this. Go. Because those same things are going to creep in your head. Exact same. And you've already analyzed them. And I forced myself to come up with 10 and, and really dig down deep into, like, why do I really not want to go? And pardon me, the last thing I wrote was I'm hungry. Yeah, because after the gym, I'm even more hungry. And so I don't want to go in hungry, but then how long do I wait before I can go? Like all these thoughts were, were going around in my head. I'm hungry. If I eat now, I can't go to the gym. I have to wait an hour. Yeah. Then it's too late. And the, and the power behind this is I feel like if people are like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, I just don't really feel like it. And they're like, okay, you know, you're just having an off day. But no, dig down. Why do you really not want to go? What's really at the heart of this? And... Now that I have this list, because the thing with the gym is once you go for a couple days and your those endorphins start kicking in and, and your chemicals start changing. It's routine. It's routine. And you want to go. And that's what I got to remember. And so having this list, to me, helped me understand my excuses of why I don't go to the gym. And I realized there's so, so many of these are centered around procrastination. You make me want to go to the gym tomorrow morning before work. Right? Yeah. Right now. Like... like a lot of this stuff is getting ready to get ready. Like I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't know what to wear. I don't know what exercises I'm gonna do. I'll have a new routine tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing. The shirt before the shirt. Yeah, all these like oh I want to start running a marathon, but first let me research for two months on what kind of shoes I need. No, you can start running in flip flops if you want. This is true. So. This was a very powerful exercise for me, and I thought that it would be for you guys as well, which is why I kind of wanted to, to bring this up. Mm -hmm. And for the audience listening at home, if you go to our webpage, gystpodcast.com, uh, look up episode 132, uh, which this is right now, and uh, you'll see what our excuses were. Uh, you'll see our lists, and you'll see some resources that are, that are there to help you as well. Uh, one of them is an exercise to to help you understand your own excuses. So, fellas, how was your experience with this? But mm. before that, sorry, I forgot. Kyle oh, Reed. Oh, snap. Hey, to that, we cheers. Cheers. Here's Shot to you. Here. Here's to me. Friends to the end will always be. If we should ever disagree, fuck you. Here's to me. <laughs> Shots on air. Not really sure what that was. That's that rum that you like. That tastes like gasoline. <coughs> well, we did siphon it out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. 
So, Kyle, why don't you lead us off? Can Glenn go first? Sure. (laughs) You know, for the past two and a half years, I've had this plan to reorganize my bedroom. Two and a half years I've been planning on it. And every time I come up with the same excuse every weekend where I'm not working or every time I take a vacation, I have the same excuses. And uh, writing these down, it just sort of made me go, really? That's why it hasn't been done this long? Uh, that's why the room is, is, you know, the living room has been reorganized four times and the bedroom has been... Four times? Yeah, never reorganized. Um... <clears throat> You spend most of your time in the in the living room. Not really. I, mean, I spend more time sleeping in, in the house than I do actually <laughs> staying awake in the house. But um, my first excuse is, you know, I don't want to sweat. It's like, you know, what? I'm I'm off work. I don't want to sweat when I'm at home. I want to relax when I'm at home. Uh, I don't want to clean. You know, it's. You know, I I've got to reorganize the room, so that means I have to clean the room. <laughs> to pull everything out, I have to reorganize completely. I mean, tear everything out and set up everything anew again. Uh, I I don't have the new shelves that I want. I don't want to reorganize if I'm just going to get new shelves and have to reorganize again. It's so hard when you shop on Amazon. You go, oh, that looks good. That would be great in the room. And you buy it and it just sits in the corner? Yeah, and then it just sits in the corner. It's great. <laughs> and then, you know, when you do order it, you don't want to build the new furniture. That's my next excuse. So I've got the shelves. What do I want to do with it? I want to build them, but, again, that's another plan I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't want to spend my relaxing time working at home because it feels like a chore. I don't know what I want to do with the room. That's another excuse. So I'll look at the room and I'll go, well, where do I want to put everything? Um, these look these shelves that I just bought would look great over here, but uh, maybe they'd look great over there too. Get indecisive, right? And then uh, you know I don't want to get rid of stuff. Kind of a hoarder when hoarder. it comes. <laughs> I'm a hoarder when it comes to my bedroom. You know, I I just throw everything that I collect in there. It like, just goes. It's like. Uh, Okay, do I really want to go through all this stuff and maybe get rid of some memories or video games, goosebumps novels? <laughs> yeah, video games, goose. No, the video games are all in the living room. Goosebumps novels I lent to Rohit, and now they're in my car. Because <laughs> I brought them back to you. You brought them back to me, yes. Yep. So I read them at work every once in a while, but no. Um, uh, I can't decide on the music or movie to watch in the background. So you don't have to. Well, you know, I, I work better when I actually have some tunes because I can start going into a rhythm. But then, you know, I go, okay, now what kind of playlist do I want to create for this time? What music <laughs> needs to be on that playlist? I don't want it to be slow-paced, but then again, I don't want to be angry. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just get angry while cleaning my room. Yeah. I'm already angry having to clean my room. I don't need to add to it. Um, and, and then I think... Well, no one sees my room anyway. Why should I reorganize it? Why should I clean it? And then I think to myself, well, there's no one to make it presentable for. Other than myself, which I've already demonstrated, I can survive in it. I'm cool. Mm -hmm. But there's no one to make it presentable for. Uh, 
one one day, you and I had plans mm-hmm. with with another friend of ours, Aaron, <clears throat> and um, we were gonna go see a movie. I think right, and I brought him over to your house out of the blue too, out of the blue, and um, and we went to go see a movie, and I didn't think anything of it, you know, but you talked to me about it afterwards. Yeah. Can you kind of connect those two I, t- I sure together can. and, and um, kind of what you said on, on your last piece? I like to have the parts of my house that people are going to be in presentable. I like to, you know, have a nice presentable clean house uh, when people are over. just sets the right mood. It makes it so that, you know, I'm not embarrassed by how it looks. Um, my friends are comfortable in that house. You know, they don't feel embarrassed being in it. But, you know, Rohit shows up out of the blue with with our friend Aaron and, you know. But you knew I was coming. You didn't I, know he yeah, was coming. I knew you were coming. I was yeah. like, you know what? I figure Rohit's going to show up and we're going to leave. He's not going to come in the house. I think it was actually one of the first times I had you actually in the house. Come to think of it. This is a long time. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's been a long time. But... uh it was laundry day, so I had all the laundry out in the living room. I mean, <laughs> there's laundry that had been piled up for weeks just sitting in there in the living room. I had, I had washed half of it. The other half was just piles. Um, there wasn't really any comfortable place to sit. Because you had laundry. <laughs> it was everywhere. It was Clean a, laundry on it the couches, a, dirty laundry on the floor. It was a mess. I mean, literally just a pigsty. And... Uh, I open the door and there's Rohit and Aaron. I'm like, God damn it, why? And they're about an hour before we have to leave. I'm like, shit. <laughs> now we gotta sit here for an hour. So I'm going, I can't really ask them to sit outside. Instead, now I have to sit here in this, this uncomfortable feeling, make them uncomfortable because they see this pigsty. It was just a very awkward moment. Hmm. So... We go out and we do our thing, and uh, Aaron leaves, and I, I just pull Rohit aside and I'm like, dude, just let me know when you're going to bring somebody by, because I want to make sure the house is cleaned up, because I didn't even know he was coming by that early. Hmm. I was figuring on, you know, not having a mess in my living room when people are over. So that's that's kind of, you know... What I look look at here, the bedroom, that's kind of my my own place. I don't have to make it presentable for anyone but myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care about having it presentable. Because I figure no one's going to look at it. It's not really an embarrassment if no one sees it. Hmm. How do you feel when you walk into a clean home? Comfortable. Relaxed. Why do you look past that when you walk into your bedroom? Because I feel comfortable and relaxed in there too. I go in and I just fall asleep. But it's again a a clean house for my house. You know, if my house is clean, I know I can have friends over. I don't have to worry about it. But I'm not taking my friends into my bedroom. Sorry, as much as you want to go in there, it. Um, I'm not. I'm not into you that way. You should be. <clears throat> One of the things that I thought of um, 
is it, it's interesting because the reason why I wanted you to bring this up is is I took, took a look at my list. And, and I know we haven't gotten to yours yet, Kyle. Uh, mine was, was a lot of it was internal. Mm-hmm. A lot of yours was external, you know, yeah. in terms of presentability to someone else. No one else is going to see it. So what, you know, and and I thought that was interesting. It was an interesting dynamic. And what I remember about that day is I didn't think your place was messy or I, I didn't. It was not a thought of mine to judge whether it was clean or not. Mm-hmm. And as we were driving away um, at, at the end of the night, Aaron told me he was like, oh, it's cool to see Glenn and, and a lot of his um, video game characters and, and stuff like that that he had around. And I found it interesting that, that neither him or I even saw the laundry. It, it just didn't even exist for us. And I wonder if sometimes we get so caught up in what other people think that it affects the way we think. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's two quotes that, that I think about. One, and I, I don't know the, the author behind this, but they essentially said, you wouldn't care so much about what other people thought of you if you knew how little they do. That's awesome. That's, that's very powerful. And, and the one I thought of when, when you were speaking was Jim Rohn. One of the things that he talks about is uh, the story of a, of a guy getting a toothpick. He takes a toothpick out, takes a selfie, and you know, just kind of throws it on the ground or whatever. Doesn't think twice about it. And that stuck with him because what, what he's saying is maybe no one's going to see you throw that. But it defines your character to yourself. And I wonder if if your room is helping you define who Glenn Rocks is in your eyes. Could be. There are times I think of myself as a mess. I've got my problems. But I also make up a little bit more than just my room. Um... If we were to look at it at a more deep level, I hide the mess from everyone else. But I present a beautiful display when they come over and they see just the areas where I allow them to see it. It's kind of the way I treat people. Um, Some of my closest friends may see the mess every once in a while. (laughs) They may bring others into that mess. I'm not expecting. But... uh, for the most part, I like to have that clean um, presentation and uh, hide the mess. So I feel like it's a facade at times. But I honestly do want to make sure they're comfortable as well and not uncomfortable when they're around me. Yeah. I don't want my friends thinking of, oh, that's Glenn's house. I want to go over there because he's got laundry all over the place. Because what do they say the definition of integrity is? Isn't it like who you really are when no one's looks around or something like that? And and so that, I think, is, is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why I really caught up on this is because I feel like I used to do the exact same thing. And you are a direct witness of that. I host a lot of parties. And one of the... Years ago, one of the first person to always show up is Glenn. He would show up two, three hours before the party started. Just, you know, he was 
relaxing. Um, I always welcomed it because it gave me a chance to clean up or whatever the case is. And as time is ticking down, I went into sweep everything under the rug mode. I would just grab stuff, open up the, the door the underneath the stairs, shove everything in there. Stuff on the kitchen counter, shove it in this drawer. And that's how I used to be. And what was happening was then I'd be like, okay, you know, it's time to clean up. And I'd go to the stairs under or underneath the stairs. I'd bring everything out. And then, you know, just so I could organize and get rid of stuff, declutter and whatnot. But then another party comes. So what do I do? I shove everything right back in. Another party comes or you schedule another party? I schedule another party. Um, and so what's, <laughs> what's interesting about that, and you know what? I'm going to say this on air right now. If you are in the Seattle area, I'm going to be having a fall party. I don't know when yet, but coming up, if you would like to attend and see the GYST podcast studio and just kind of hang out with us, uh, email me at rohit at gystpodcast.com. Open invitation. Ooh, ladies. Uh, <laughs> not invited. Not invited anymore. Um, I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> For Glenn. But, yeah. GYST podcast. That's right. But I, I think that's why it stuck out at me. Because I noticed this behavior in myself. And so hearing you say some of those things, mm-hmm. I completely identify with them because I used to feel the exact same way. And then you almost get into this path of Kyle. I mean, Kyle, if you remember the early days, Christian used to call what? Cuddle? Cuddle? Cuddle laundry? Or cu- he had a word for it. Cuddle oh, buddies or something when yeah, he was talking about his laundry. Cuddle buddy would sit on his bed. Yeah. I would do the same thing because I would dump my laundry on my bed thinking it would force me to put my laundry away. And then I would be like, this is bullshit. I'm pushing to the side and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when I wash the blankets. I grab the one that I know I'm going to cover up with. The other one just sort of lays on the bed next to me. Oh, man. That's funny. Wrap the arm around it and you just fall asleep. Yeah. Em- Emily will do laundry late and she'll be folding stuff. And I'm like... Yo, can we just not right now? Yeah. Can we put this back in the basket and just deal with it tomorrow? Because I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> so, sorry, Kyle. I, I know we haven't gotten to your list, but... but no, but it's all good. In, in what you were saying, I found so much identification. And, mm-hmm. and what's interesting is who we are when no one's around really is who we are all the time. And so, a lot of the times you've mentioned on, on air and just in conversations that you and I have had that sometimes you feel like maybe a little disorganized or a little overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And and maybe that's a fantastic start. Yeah, no one's seeing your bedroom, but at the same time, if you know it's not presentable, oh, yeah. no one's going to see the bedroom. And so you know that in the back of your mind. But you never know when, you know, somebody is going to see your bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then you need to come up with your bag of excuses of, oh, it's it's laundry day or, or I just got done changing the sheets or, or, you know, whatever the case is. But I would say start there. Because it'll make you feel different. And maybe that is the catalyst to propel you forward in the direction that you would like to go. Mm. Well, thank you. So I think in discussing this and in thinking about some of mine, I've come to a conclusion of what is the root cause of all this. I'm going to get through mine as well and, and share these with you guys. But I think I've identified something that is common amongst all three of us. So I wrote down two because we had a little extra time, so I did uh, another one. One is something I intend to do and need to do very, very soon as we approach fall and winter here in the Northwest. Uh, And the other one is something that I just did two days ago, finally. 
but I had put it off for like seven months. Hadn't touched it. This thing that you wanted to accomplish. Correct. Yeah. One of them just accomplished. The other one still have not done yet. I've done it before, but it's something that needs to be done consistently, and it sucks. Mm, colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get that done. Really excited. So one of them I'm going to share was uh, <clears throat> draining, flushing, cleaning, and rebalancing my hot tub. It is, seemed to be a very daunting task to me. So when I thought about all the reasons why I didn't want to do it, I had to write these things down. All of them kind of led me to one thing, and I'll share with you in just a few as well. So one was when you drain the hot tub, it has to be turned off. I've never owned a hot tub before. Do you know how to turn a hot tub off? I didn't know there was an on-off switch, I guess, now that I think about it. How do you turn it off? How do you prevent the jets from automatically turning? How do you prevent the blower motor from turning on automatically? You have to flip the breaker. Really? To your house? Or does the it have a breaker? specific one for the hot tub. I had to find it. I've used breakers in my house and installed lights and installed light switches and stuff like that. I'm not a stranger to that. I'm not an electrician by any means. But I was kind of like, Shit, okay. So in my head, wow. I'm thinking, okay, I got to do all this shit by myself. All right, I got to flip the breaker. I got to turn it off. Once I do that, I got to drain it. Where do I drain it? So I took off the front panel of the hot tub, and I seen the drain spout. But the location of it was uh, the front panel faced my house on my back patio. You've seen it, <laughs> Rohit. Mm-hmm. And it's not a very long <clears throat> hose. And I'm looking at this thing like, what the hell? And on it, it says twist and pull. And I'm thinking, if I twist and pull... I'm getting 600 gallons of hot fucking dirty water. I'm not fucking with this right now. Yeah. So that was another fear. Where do I drain it? How do I drain it? Uh, What do I clean it with? What do you clean an acrylic hot tub with? No clue. Crickets. Bleach. You could use bleach. You have to rinse it very, very, very well. You could use vinegar water. So I did vinegar water. Found out that I had a little bit too much vinegar because my hands were burning. So be careful. (laughs) But also, what type of material do you clean it with? You don't want to be too abrasive. You don't want to scratch it. But you need to kill all the germs. So I I used car wash mitts. Um, It's an all-day commitment. How much time do I need? I've never done this before, so I don't know if I can complete it. So every moment, every time that I thought, okay, hey, I'm doing yard work. I'm mowing lawn, whatever. I can do the hot tub as well. I can mow the lawn while I drain it. I was thinking... Well, shit, if I drain it, then I got to clean it because I can't just leave it off empty. I got to get it back. I'm going to get this all done the same day. And that led me to believe that I didn't have time, didn't have the know-how. How much chemicals do I put in? How do I rebalance this thing? Where do I start? What do I do first? Uh, I need to understand how do I keep it balanced. And lastly, am I ready to commit to the ongoing maintenance right now? Because now once I clean it and prepare it for use... I have to maintain it. Wow, that is a fantastic list. Huge, right? Yeah. All of this, and I just recently did it. I was talking to my buddy Zach. He he bought a home just two years ago, and it had an in-ground pool. He had to figure out how to manage and balance his pool. 10, 15,000-gallon pool, right? Whatever it is. And I'm worried about a 600-gallon hot tub. So we had talked about it several times. It's like, when are you going to get that thing up and running? When are you going to get that thing up and running? I'm like, man, I need to do it. I was like, yo, come help me out. What did you do to your pool? Like, I'm looking for a second opinion because I had done so much research, websites, YouTube videos, 
everything you can think of, right? Uh, analysis paralysis, if you will. Mm. I was looking for the one way to do it that was definitive, and there were people who did it differently. So I questioned myself. I let self-doubt, oh. I let self-doubt and a lack of self-confidence creep in. Now, when I had a second set of eyes come over, he didn't know how to do it either. He's like, oh, I've only done it with a pool. And he had his dad come over and some other buddies and, you know, figured it out. And now he's good. But the very first time I did it, I allowed my self-confidence to prevent me from doing it for eight months before I had somebody else come over with me and say, you know what? If we break it, we break it together. I didn't want it to be my fault. I didn't think I had the skill set to do it. I didn't all of a sudden understand more about how to do this when my boy Zach showed up. He didn't all of a sudden understand more. He had never touched a hot tub before other than jumping in one. But all of a sudden we were able to accomplish it. We figured out how to attach a hose to the drain pipe and the fact that it had two pieces, one you could take off and attach a hose without it draining and all this other stuff. Drained it into the into the the, the rock bed by the fire pit. Um, we attached extra hoses to drain out. You know, we did all we did all kinds of stuff, right? So we we executed on this. But it led me to believe that. And when I look at your list, Rohit, and when I look at Glenn's list, I see the common denominator is a lack of self-confidence. Yeah. You were worried about what you wore because you were worried about what people would think about you. You can work out in <laughs> jeans, you can work out in sweats, you can work out in shorts. Yeah. You have all of the above. As a matter of fact, the Rohit uniform is Mariner's sweats in a GYST hoodie. <laughs> I'm wearing that right now. Are you? Yeah. Are you wearing Mariner's sweats? Okay. Yeah. I know you're a huge Mariner's fan and you love those, or shorts rather. Yeah. I, I said sweats. That is the perfect outfit to work out in. You have that. You've worked out before. So it's not that you don't know what workouts to do. Yeah. You may have been worried whether or not you look like you knew what you were doing. You lack self-confidence. Mm. Oh, and that's so valuable for, for when you're going to the gym. I 100%. think people feel that. 100%. They don't 100%. want to look foolish. A lot of those things, right? Um, Glenn, the same thing goes with you, I feel like. Right? Everything that you said, as I listened to both of you and I looked down at my list again, I think I realized... All the excuses that we created go back to self-confidence and believing in yourself. Wow. Yeah, it, it, because now that now that I think about it, when I was talking to Glenn about his list and, and saying mine was internal, a lot of mine, you're absolutely right, was external. And looking back now, that's the one thing that I didn't list, but it was probably the most overwhelming of all these. Is I, I heard this quote that was fantastic. He, the person said, and and take he was like seeing an an overly over you know seeing a severely overweight person, sorry, making fun of an overly weight overweight person overweight person going to the gym. Is like making fun of an alcoholic going to an AA meeting. Hmm. And what really struck me with that is there's a sense of truth to that. Because I think I've known people who have been overweight who didn't want to go to the gym because of looking like, you know, em embarrassing yourself. Because when you're at the gym, there's, 
a tremendous sense of vulnerability. You know, in the locker room, you're you're walking around naked or whatever, or or just on the gym on on the treadmill or whatever. Um, there's a sense of vulnerability, and if you have certain questions about your own health, then you're going to think other people are going to have the same. But that's what a gym is for. It's to get healthy. Mm. That That's the whole purpose behind it. And so what you were saying, Kyle, I, I think it's just so valuable because a lot of these excuses that the three of us had are a direct result of our thinking of what other people perceive of us. Which ended up becoming our own perception of us. Yeah. Because other people are going to think that I don't know what to work out in. I believe that I don't know what to work out in. Work out whatever the fuck I want. I joked on this podcast in the past. The worst thing to happen during a race run is when someone in jeans passes you. (laughs) But that just absolutely proves... That you can run in fucking jeans yeah, as good as you can in $50 shorts. Chuck Norris action jeans, man. So what, Chuck Norris action jeans, baby, with the acid wash. So what does it matter? Glenn, your home will keep you just as warm or cool as you like it, whether you have laundry all over your living room or not. Quite true. It doesn't change your character. Because somebody comes over and sees your dirty socks and draws on your couch. <laughs> that is true. Right. And something it's we didn't even think about. Perception. Because uh-huh. yeah, I'm, I remember Aaron and I didn't even think about it. It wasn't until you brought it up to me that I even thought about it afterwards. But how many of the decisions that we make throughout the day do we do to to maintain the facade? To maintain this illusion. Too of, many. Too many. Because that's what I was doing when I, was, when I would have parties. People come in and they're like, wow, your place is always so clean. And I've heard that enough times to where it's like now my subconscious is like. That's the expectation. That's the expectation. So I better present it. A, a perfect example is if, if I were to ask the two of you who is one of the most positive people you know, I'm hoping you guys would pick me. I'm a fairly positive person all the time. But what that means is if I'm ever having a quiet, reflective day, I can't show it. Because if if I'm usually a 10 out of 10 on the positive level, and then today I'm just a little bit more reflective, let's say I'm an 8 out of 10. Well, the average is 5 out of 10. I'm still way above average, but I'm not my normal 10. And so every time I see someone, Rod, what's wrong? Are you okay? Is anything bothering you? You can talk to me. What's going on? And I've done like, that a couple times. It's like, look, <laughs> there's honestly nothing wrong. I'm just, you know, maybe just a little bit more reflective or, or something like that. And so I'm forced to put up that facade. So I could be feeling an 8 out of 10, but I'm forced to put up a 10 out of 10 just to avoid <clears throat> those situations. This list was so powerful. I've, I've got questions for both of you. Uh, so who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right, Glenn. Hit me. So the question I have for you is, how was this experience for you? You know, it, it gave me a different perspective. 
I, I've been overanalyzing some of the reasons I've been putting it off and making it into something worse about myself than it could actually be. Um, I've been trying to, I don't know, reinforce what I thought others were thinking of me. Instead of dealing with how I look at myself. And, you know, that's something that I just never would have thought of if I hadn't put down this list. And if we hadn't sat here and discussed it. Wow. Some great value in that. Kyle, I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. And you being the overachiever you are, I came up with two. Um, but how was forcing you to come up with 10 items? Like, how was, how was that? Like, had I said, you know, come up with five, mm-hmm. and you would have come up with your five, how was 10? I think initially I started with, like, one or two word descriptors because I thought it was going to be very, very challenging to come up with 10. Um, but after the first yeah, couple... Yeah, and you even brought that up at the beginning. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's going to take a while. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, once I got through a couple of them, because the two, if you take a look, the very first one, my first few are one word, two words. And then I was like, okay. And as I get down to the bottom, they're longer. They're more descriptive. Because I dug a little bit deeper. I got past the surface. Once I got past the surface, it got a lot easier, but it also became more introspective. Um, I realized where these excuses came from, and I saw the similarities as you guys discussed yours. But as I was writing them down, 10 seemed like a lot initially. I didn't know exactly where or how to go with it. Again, lacking self-confidence that I was doing this exercise properly. Right? Yeah. Um. And then once I got it going, it was just kind of like, no, it doesn't really matter. There's no right or wrong way because this is how I felt. This is what I felt in that moment. So if what I felt is wrong, then fuck you. Not really, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It was it. It's okay to feel that way. It's kind of like when you mentioned your 8 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. You shouldn't have to feel that you can't feel that way. It's okay. I get now that the expectation from others of you is 10 out of 10. So if anything less, you get a bunch of questions and you want to avoid that. So you just put on the facade again, but it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that you feel that you can't be whoever you are feeling in that moment. And I kind of, I think I brought that to this exercise was once I realized, no, if that's what I felt, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was feeling. And that's what I was thinking. That's what it is. That's what needs to be on paper. So yeah, once I got over that, it was much easier. And there's there's real power behind this. When, and again, this is something that I want to do. Just like the two of you shared, these are things that you want to do, but you haven't done it yet. Like you said, like when did you first move into the house? It's been over a year now, hasn't it? About a year. And you've been having on your to-do list to clean the hot tub for about eight months, you just said. Yeah. And we can quickly overwhelm ourselves by exactly what you're saying. You'll research on YouTube or something, right? Mm -hmm. And you find one way of doing it. And you're like, okay, that's how I need to do it. 
And then you watch another video and they do something completely different. You're like, oh, well, maybe that's Wait, the way what? I need to do it. Yeah. And then you see a third different option. And now all of a sudden you become overwhelmed yourself. What is the right way of doing it? I don't want to do it this way. More and more self-doubt began to creep in. Yeah. And what's interesting is once you did it and you realize maybe it's a little easier than you thought, or maybe you did it completely wrong, but by taking that first step, mm-hmm. It's huge because now what you're doing is you are gaining a little bit of more confidence. Now, when it's time to clean it up again, you're like, okay, you know what? I did this before. It took about four hours. I'm going to schedule five hours just in case because I want to do a couple things differently. But now you go in with an action plan as opposed to doing something for the first time and not really knowing what you're doing. Yeah. It's just like with this podcast. Before we siphon the hot water, hot tub water anymore. (laughs) That was bad. That was bad. Did you really do that? Yeah. Wow. You know how long it takes to drain 600 gallons of water? It was one hose. So I brought my other garden hoses and I put them in there and went. So there's not like a. There was one. Like a. Oh. It's not like a bathtub. Yeah. You don't just pull the plug from the bottom and let a bunch of water go everywhere. (laughs) That's what I was thinking too. (laughs) No, that's crazy, right? (laughs) So I ran hoses into it and. Ran it off into the into the yard. Wow. And I think what's so good about this is, audience, if, if there are things that you've been wanting to do for a while and haven't done them, and better yet, if you haven't even thought about why you haven't done them, do this exercise. Force yourself to write 10 things on why you haven't done it. And don't just say, oh, I decided to Netflix and, you know, Netflix binge or I decided to go on vacation like no that that's not really at the heart of what's going on why did you really not do it because once you see your excuses on paper they become real and I can tell you guys right now the 10 that I came up with on here I didn't even really think about half of them the other half I was like okay yeah these are you know real excuses but the other ones were like wow like I didn't realize what podcast am I going to listen to once I get there because a lot of times I'll listen to ours when, when I'm working in the yard or something like that. But here's another perfect example. I, as you guys know, and, and as the audience knows, I engross myself in personal development and self-help all the time. So there are times when I want to listen to podcasts that I have to avoid those types of podcasts. I would love nothing more than to go to the gym and listen to a self-help podcast but then, here's the thing. I'm on the treadmill, and I'm going my, like, you know, six miles an hour or, or whatever the thing is, and I'm listening to this personal development podcast, and now suddenly they say something that's gold, something that I need to apply to my business or something that triggers uh, some subconscious belief that I have. I don't have any paper. I don't have any pens. I, I can't write that down. I can't take a note of it. Take a voice memo. Dang it, Kyle. I just solved the problem for you. You but did. That makes sense. I've got three voice recorders. Use Cortana. Oh, you do. I forgot you. I've got those. digital voice recorders just for that that I keep in my car. I've got mm-hmm. one for each car that, as I'm driving and I come across something good or just in my thought process, I'll pull that out and, and record a note. But you're right. I need a, another one for the gym now. I just use your phone. That's too much work. It's less work. No, it's it's more work. And, oh. and and here's why I say it's more work. And and I know I've already got the device in front of me. Um, 
it's just easier on a on an independent device because then I have to pause it, then I have to open up the memo app, then I have to record it, and then I have to take it with me. I've been using a digital voice recorder long enough to where I'd rather just buy a dedicated one for the gym. You take your phone to the gym every time you go? I do. Have you ever taken a digital voice recorder? Uh, not yet. So you're removing all those steps. So the steps you just explained to me, and this is another conversation we can get into later. Yeah. <laughs> all the steps you just explained to me are reasons why you don't want to use your phone, which are reasons why you don't go to the gym and listen to podcasts because you're afraid that you're going to get some gold. Yeah. You're fantasizing a reality that has never ever existed in your life yet. No. But you are just taking those steps that you don't like mm-hmm. and you're moving them to before you even get to the gym. So you're adding more excuses to not go to the gym because my voice recorder's dead. I can't find my voice recorder. So I just have to go buy excuses. it before I go back. You're moving the excuses somewhere else. I'm just going to keep one in my bag from now on. There you go. In my gym bag. Because I... Like, this part isn't an excuse. I really do find value in having a dedicated digital voice recorder. Mm-hmm. I, I truly, honestly mm-hmm. do. Uh, so that's the route that I'm going to take. So... Kill it. That took care of a, a lot of my... Man, I'm feeling good about this. Boom, shakalaka. I like to list a lot, too. I think it's huge. Um, it, it These same things that happen... Um, another one was cleaning my gutters. Something I'm going to have to do consistently. The hot tub piece, I'm going to have to balance it consistently. I'm going to have these same excuses. They're going to creep into my head. And once I've written them down, I'm going to know how to address them because that's what I just did during this exercise. So this gives me the power and the ability to get past these top 10. There may be more than that. And I'll work on those when I get to them. Um, But I think it's going to give you a lot of ability to get past everything. And Glenn, I would imagine next week, your room's going to be moved around. Oh, yes. My man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was another fantastic episode of the GYST podcast. We want to send you to our homepage to take a look at our guide to procrastination. Sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Not our guide to procrastination. (laughs) Our procrastination guide on how you can fix procrastination. It's a fantastic tool. We've had tons of downloads already. If you haven't looked at it, go to the website, gycpodcast.com. Check it out. It's a free download. Punch in your email address, and you'll get that guide. Uh, secondly, check out our Instagram. Glenn has been posting some fabulous content on our Instagram page. Feel free to interact with us. Like, share it, leave some comments. We'll do the same. Follow us. Follow us. If you've got a site or a page, a podcast, uh, something that you want to see, you want us to see and you want us to promote, Go ahead and give us a share and a follow, and we're happy to do the same thing for you as well. So with that said, we are signing off. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week for another fantastic episode of the GYST Podcast. Get your shit together. Bye. Toodaloo. Tata. Namaste. Aloha. Konbonwa. Sayonara. Ciao. Arrivederci. Dos vedonia. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.